welcome back to the Founded on Christ podcast. Uh, as always, I just want to remind everybody that I have the option open, uh, invitation, open invitation for people to send in their testimonies or doctrinal thoughts or religious essays or uh, testimonies of Christ or of specific doctrines, whatever it is you feel uh, inspired to send in. Uh, you can do that at the founded on Christ podcast at gmail.com. And maybe to alleviate some of the stress, I want to put forth out there that the views and opinions expressed on this podcast are solely those of the person who expressed them and do not necessarily represent any other, any other person who has sent in testimonies to the podcast, nor does it specifically represent any religion or ideology specifically. Uh, this is purely a place for those who count themselves to be under the church of Christ. Uh, the, the great, you know, umbrella of church of Christ, which will someday give birth to the kingdom of Christ to have that option, to send those in and to help us all in coming closer to him. And so with that, uh, moving on to what it is uh, that's been on my mind this week. Um, I've, you know, you, scripture study is really interesting. Uh, sometimes you just, you know, you're going through literal, literally, <laughs> book by book, you know, page by page, number by number. And sometimes you get the wild intuition, I would probably say inspiration from the spirit to look up specific keywords to look up specific doctrines, you know, what have you to link the scriptures through a different medium other than just chronologically told, right? Uh, how they were laid out. And one of the things that has been on my mind a lot is the concept of light and truth. Um, and I'm kind of using, I'm going to use those probably synonymous, synonymously <laughs> uh, through this podcast, because for me, they really are one in the same light, you know, the nature of light on this planet, the scientific nature of light, it has uh, the, the scientific aspects of it, of how it shines light on things, illuminates things, makes things easier to see, it makes it possible to to perform acts, you know, to move forward in life, uh, I feel is fairly consistent with how truth works in our life. And I was, uh, as I was doing my keyword search, you know, looking around, I found this scripture. It's in third John chapter one and, uh, verses essentially verses three and four, but verses one and two are basically, uh, uh, John commending a friend of his, but verses three and four, for I rejoiced greatly when the brethren came and testified of the truth that is in thee, even that as thou walkest in the truth, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. And so I've been thinking a lot about that, that sentiment as I read it and how important it is to me to make sure that my children and quite frankly, everybody that I have the opportunity to declare it to walk in truth, right? And uh, considering the the landscape of the world, and I mean not so much physical mountains, but I mean social uh, and ideological landscapes 
that we live in at this time, how difficult it is to navigate around this word. Uh, it's, I would say probably one of the guiding aspects of why we are here is to gain and attain truth. And all of us are searching for joy. That's, you know, that's kind of the, the prime directive for all of us. We're just trying to find what makes us happy. And I feel like we find it, at least the true and lasting joy, not just the fleeting pleasure. We find it in how closely we allow ourselves to align with truth. Um, as we know, you know, who is truth? You know, if you, I, I could go through a couple of scriptures, but the basic understanding that truth is Christ, that is a defining aspect of him and of the father uh, as they are one, they, you know, Christ, you know, who the father is. Truth is their being. Truth is what they are made of. Uh, there is, there's no way for them to be where they are at and not be true. And we have plenty of scriptures saying that if they, if God were to do anything other than that, other than be true in that aspect, that he would cease to be God. And so I've been thinking about, and I mean, really, you think about the struggles in this life and what is it? It's a struggle for all of us to find truth. And it's, it is, it is well obfuscated by the adversary. And I've long held the belief that truth is, is so powerful because once we gain and attain it, we act to it. We may take a while. Sometimes we're slothful servants and, and the truth hits us upside the face and, and we're nervous or scared or, or not sure how to move forward. But we understand that there is, there's something to be done. And, and almost always all of us eventually get there, even if it takes a while. And we find that that was what we really wanted to do. <laughs> you know, that's where we really needed to be. And so it was funny. I, I wanted to make a list. I made a list this week about all of the things where I felt like truth was fundamental to the understanding of it, right? Which I guess technically you could say that to all things, but things that were important to me. And it was funny as I went through, I thought I'd have a lot of things on the list that were things I already knew. And though those things are important, I found that a lot of these things are things I want answers to. And I think that might be a defining aspect of truth in this life for us is the constant search for it. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to go down this list and I wonder, you know, maybe you feel akin to me and you want to know some of these things as well. How was I made into spirit from intelligence? How long ago did that happen? How well did I know father and mother before how, sorry, how long and how well did I know father and mother before I uh, descended to this mortal probation. How was the earth created? I want to know Adam's spiritual identity, who he was before this life and what his, his job was, what his role as Michael, what that was. The difference between human spirit and all other living things and their spirit. What makes us different? How long have I been a spirit? What estate am I in, in my path to ascension? The nature of the test of this life. 
How was Christ conceived? How was he able to accomplish the atonement? How was he prepared to accomplish the atonement before this life? What was the full effect of that sacrifice? How far does it reach? What was the full cost of that to him and to Father? Was it only a proxy experience? Or does Christ, did he literally live and understand all of the trials that we understand, that we go through? The doctrine of eternal lives, the nature and proper place for a prophet. How was the first vision experienced? How much of it was physical? How much of it was spiritual? Was Joseph brought up? Was Christ and Heavenly Father, did they come down? Did they meet at the quote-unquote high mountain? What is the full purpose of the Book of Mormon for this eternal round, not just this dispensation? What happened at the Kirtland Temple dedication in detail? Was the church actually put under condemnation for taking the Book of Mormon lightly? Why wasn't the Nauvoo Temple finished? What led to Joseph's martyrdom? Who killed him and why did they do that? The true nature of polygamy, not in this, only in this life, but in the eternities. Did Joseph actually teach that? Who is blank, fill in with, you know, actor, religious leader, political leader, you know, neighbor, so-and-so, who is their true master? Who is trustworthy? Who is a Davidic Joseph slash end-time servant? How will we know it's him? What is the real cost for truth? So there's a lot of things there. Some of them deep, some of them maybe a little bit more surface level, some of them just the things that have been on my mind. But I don't think any of us would argue that none of those things are unimportant. Let me say that. I said that kind of weird. I think we would all agree that all of, to know the truth of all of those things will be important at some point. We are weak, broken people. We've fallen from a state of glory. And so our ability to hold truth in its fullness is compromised. And so we have to take it piece by piece. We have to do it line by line. We have to grow here a little, there a little. It takes time. And so therefore it's, you know, we, we, we can't take it all at once. Right. And so some of these questions, some of these things I've said are maybe above the heads, you know, of some people who are listening. Some of these things may be below some people like I fully got that. I don't need any more explanation, but they are all important. It just depends on what the timing is that you need to know that truth. Right. And so I think there's, there's almost a, a common misconception in the church where people will say things like, oh, I don't need to know that, you know? Now, I think what they're really trying to say is, at least right now, that's not as important, which, you know, I could go along with. But to say that 
truth is not important is a falsehood. All truth is important. And someday we will have to be the caretakers of truth in its entirety as Jesus Christ and as our Father in heaven is. And I think we find that the more we become devoted to the truth, the more we are willing to forsake everything else not tied to it, and the more we are willing to challenge our own biases, our own beliefs, our own experiences in the pursuit of truth, we find that we draw closer to our Father in heaven. John, no, where is that scripture? Hold on a second. I had another scripture I wanted to pull up. I can't find it. I can't remember the reference, but essentially Christ is talking to his disciples. He's talking about him being the light of the world. And he says that you shall know the truth and the truth will set you free. I think for all of us who have tasted of some amount of truth, we understand what that passage is saying to us. We understand the Savior's words and how that is full effect in our, our lives. And I want to encourage everyone here to devote themselves more securely to finding truth. Now, how is that done? You know, there's, we, as Christians, we understand one aspect of that, which is praying to get it and understand it. And that is supremely important because not only does Heavenly Father want us to, but he will confirm truths and he will help us understand where mistruths are. And more, probably most importantly, he will un- help us understand where things have mixed truths. And that is probably the most dangerous part of this life, right? And, and God has allowed Satan to, to taint the well of truth in many places uh, for good reason, for the testing ground that it is. But I am... I've been on a journey where I have been searching after truth, no matter where it takes me for the last few years or so. And though it's not always comfortable, uh, it has been fulfilling. And as it fills me up, I feel the need to give it. It, it behooveth, behooveth every man who has been warned to warn his neighbor, right? Uh, but even a higher law than that is when you find something that is wonderful and wholesome and true, you feel the need to pass it on. I, I think it was Joseph who said that someone who's you know converted to Christ will not be content to bless only his own house. And I found that to be true. And so where are we all at? Where are we at with truth? Are we lackadaisical in this quest? Do we sit back on our haunches and we wait for truth to come to us? Or are we more forthcoming with that? Are we more engaged, anxiously engaged in seeking after it, finding it, and being willing to accept it wherever the source is and whatever it has to say? Um, yeah, once again, I think I've mentioned this before, but I've seen this little picture of, of a movie theater line. One's had reassuring line. The other one's ha- had inconvenient truth. And the reassuring line had people just lined around the block 
and the inconvenient truth had just one person buying a ticket, right? I feel we are living that right now. I feel that a lot of us have been given a lot of light and truth and we have stopped. We have not moved forward because we feel like we've gotten, you know, the enough answers or we feel like the other answers are beyond our reach. And that is 100% false. The amount of truth and light we are able to receive in this life depends wholly upon our quest to seek after it. Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ understand the role and their role in ascendancy. They understand how it works. And it works only by the person who is trying to ascend, asking and seeking after the questions that they need answered. And then they're given to it as they are ready. You prepare the vessel and then the Lord fills it. And so for all of us, if we feel we have stagnated at all, or even if we don't feel that we have stagnated, but we've just plateaued, that is on us. It is up to us to be more devoted to make a further step tomorrow. If there's certain things we haven't looked into that we take for granted, look into them. Um, you know, though, I, there'll be a, a podcast forthcoming uh, with me and and some of my close loved ones where we, we want to talk about this in depth. But I want to just say on the subject of Joseph Smith practicing polygamy, I think we as a church, we do not, we turned a blind eye to that. We definitely don't seek the truth of that. We've uh, accepted certain narratives because either it's uncomfortable or it's easier to accept them, but rarely has any of us done the work to go and look into that ourselves. The church itself denied that it happened for years and then has spent years telling parts of the truth <laughs> because it, it is an, it's an inconvenient truth to the church about the, the practice of polygamy in the early church. And uh, they try to get around it very often instead of confronting it head on. The only way any of us are going to get full on truth about that is to read and search it out for ourselves and then ask Heavenly Father for the truth. I think both of those things are superiorly important to this quest of truth. Just praying about it is good. But if you can, if you can search it out yourself and come to a conclusion, then come to the father and our savior with a question in your mind as to whether or not your conclusions that you've come to through your research are correct. That is, has so much more spiritual power in the realm of truth than just asking to be directed which way to go. I... I know that there are a lot of unanswered questions and I want to make sure that we don't just sit back expecting that we'll never be able to know the answers. That list of questions I have, I wrote, I read off some of those things. I'm sure many people listen to and go, well, someday, you know, someday you'll know. Um, but I want to say, why not today? Why can't you learn that today? What's holding you back? What is really the purpose for us being here? Isn't it not to, to understand, find truth, and then live according to it? And so 
hopefully in my little bit of a rant, <laughs> you know, uh, you've felt something here, but it is not without our, it is not outside of our grasp to get. And I would say that it is fully fundamental to receiving the baptism of fire and the Holy Ghost preparatory to receiving a second comforter experience to come into understand and search for truth. In many ways, the things that the Lord has been instructing me to do personally is to look and understand and search for, fight for, be devoted to truth. And it's not always comfortable, um, but it is fulfilling when it's confirmed. And with that, I ask that all of us would continue on our quest to seek his face continually. And I say that in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.